Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the MS Twins. Garrett and I will talk today about our New Year's Eve last night. And then talk about my weird thing regarding dancing. And then we'll talk a little scripture. All right, dude. Let's do this. Okay. So, New Year. Like, Happy New Year. How, yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> how How was your New Year's Eve last night? Well, I was binge-watching some show on Netflix. And uh, only because, I mean, I really wanted to go to bed, but I was like, well, crap, my daughter's probably staying up. She's 13. New Year's is a bigger deal to her. Me, I'm kind of like, nah, I was really wanting to go to bed. <laughs> so I stayed up because I thought I'd get a call from my daughter, and I did. So it's good I stayed up. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. New Year's Eve was kind of like the same as it's been for a while now. And uh, I don't know. It just proved to be uh, a night to get a call from my daughter and uh, yak with her for a little bit. Yeah, nice. What'd you do? Anything? Yeah, I went over to um, my buddy's house. Yeah. The, the buddy I'm planning on moving to Utah with okay. next year. Um, and we just had a, a great time, dude. Just hanging out. Good deal. Yeah. It was actually the first time that I've actually stayed up in years. Oh, really? Yes. You mean on New Year's Eve or just in general? Well, in general, but like New Year's, you know, I'm, I might stay up till 10 or 11 if I'm watching a movie or something. Yeah. But I'm never awake when the, the days change. I'm always out. By midnight. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad. Right. It. It was a. Uh, it was. Pretty cool. Good deal. Yeah. Maybe that's some kind of foreshadowing on the year. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of gotten, it seems like all these years run together, you know what I mean? Where I, I hope for and expect a big change on January 1st, but I don't know. It's it's just like December 31st, you know? <laughs> oh, right. It's just another day. Right. Yeah. The only thing that has changed is the calendar 
changed. Right. And it's been doing that for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about odd little things that like personally we have just over the years adopted. Like okay. mine could be good, could be bad, probably not good, but <laughs> <laughs> I like when it comes to dancing, I and this this was a mentality that I had even before I was in a walker. Yeah. Which is a grown man should not be dancing unless somebody is shooting at his feet. Yeah. Like, do, do you have any weird well, like, thing? As far as dancing goes, um, I was a finalist on So You Think You Can Dance. Really? No, not really. Not even close. <laughs> I saw the show and that's about as far as I got with that. Yeah, me and dancing, uh, I don't know. I took this thing called cotillion when I was in high school. And this girl and I, we got first place in the swing dance. I mean, you got to imagine we're freaking kids dancing swing. And so it wasn't like anything super professional or anything. But uh, and when we got first place, it was compared to the other people <laughs> that were also not professionals. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of experience dancing. And it's just not something that I'm into, I guess, like the last 10 or 15 years. It's been uh, questionable, you know? Yeah. Whether or not I even want to try it. But uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, I mean, I don't have anything against it, but I don't know. It's not for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, don't, don't get me wrong. I danced with my ex-wife at our wedding. And sure. Then, like the next day I woke up and I'm just like, no, my dancing career is over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it only made it so far. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, dancing is not something I'm like, uh, I'm into, I guess. Some people are, but not me. And for those people that are, well, great. To each his own, I guess. Yeah. But uh yeah, me, I'm kinda like, eh. Something I like to do is I like to go to the shooting range. And uh, but that's something that I haven't done in a long time because well, things have gotten a little more difficult for me. But uh doesn't mean I wouldn't enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of shooting, like the most accurate I have ever been with a, a handgun. Yeah. A, a 45 
ACP 1911. And oh I, yeah, it's one of my favorite guns. Yeah, it. I. 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 It'd be dangerous for me to use it now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like with my right arm, it just it it does it has a mind of its own. Sure, no, in which you wouldn't want to put a gun in that hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it, at least you know where you stand. That's yeah. First step, probably. Yeah. So that at, at least I know going. In it's like that. Ah, that would be a really bad idea. So yeah, well, do you like shooting, or do you prefer handguns or long guns, or I don't know. Um, yeah, I just like shooting. I don't care if it's a rifle, a handgun, shotgun, like you, you name it. I just like I like shooting and especially like with a shotgun watching clays just disintegrate oh yeah that for some unknown reason that is so satisfying there's a there's a range i used to go to down um south of san in morgan hill i guess and uh they're like they liken it to a golf course and um they're uh 20-some range or whatever it is on a golf course normally, but uh, that many stations where you shoot sporting clays that are launched from wherever to wherever, and uh, and you shoot those. And at this one station, it was launching clays at you. I mean, they, they'd stop and fall short into the, the ditch in front of you, like 10 or 15 feet in front of you but uh i shot this one clay as last second as you possibly can i think and uh i hit the clay so perfect in that shot which i hadn't done before i mean i did them but not that perfect and uh the thing just it went it just turned into a cloud of dust that was moving it was it was pretty cool yeah my friend got it on video and I haven't been able to find the video on YouTube, but, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I love shooting clays. Yeah. 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 Do you have any weird, like things that, that you do? Um, I don't know. The only thing I do these days that of any consistency is just trying to be active, you know, stay up to speed with where I once, where I once was, which is not possible, but I'm trying, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Got to Got to keep moving forward. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. That's kind of the big deal with me these days is uh, trying to stay fit and picking out different ways. So, like, 
temperature is a big deal. And so staying warm is a big deal, right? Because where I am now, it gets cooler than it does where it was before. And uh, so I put on these clothes to stay warm, but they're not clothes to exercise in. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, I don't know. Just kind of walking a fine line, I guess. The other day I did a walk and uh, I was wearing pants the whole time, excuse me, the whole time and uh, on the walk. And I don't know, it didn't matter. I was like, okay, but it's so cold out, you know. I said so cold and I'm talking about low 50s. <laughs> so not 30s or anything. But uh, anyway, to me, that's cold. Yeah, I mean, low 50s, that's my weather right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, I'm, I'm looked at as weird. Right. But most of, uh, most of the time. If I'm wearing a beanie and my ears are warm, I'm good. All right. You know, jeans, t-shirt, and a beanie, and I'm good. Sure. Um, unless it drops below 40, then we got issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's for me. I'm weird. What's the humidity like down there where you are? Oh, it's uh, it's pretty much the same. Being by the coast, it just stays at like 50, 60 percent. Okay. And it's. Unless, like, um, they're called Santa Ana winds, which basically, right. yeah, like, then I get, I just get super dry. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's when the humidity goes down and then I just get dry. But other than that, it's when the the humidity is above 80%. Wow. I see her as far away from 80% as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that's a showstopper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, other than that, I just try and stay busy. And uh, I walk the fine line of being cold and being hot, you know? Right. Yeah, being cold is really good for me. That's great. Yeah. Well, the thing about cold is uh, you can always put on more clothes, but 
in the heat, you can't always crank your personal air conditioner. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can only take off so much clothing and then it kind of becomes like illegal. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I found a pool to be helpful. The pool's real nice that way. Because it uh, sucks the heat right out of your body, you know? Right. My daughter told me later this month we're going to uh, do this. Up here, there's a uh, this thing where people do a polar swim. And it's like in the beginning of January. But where they do it is in this creek. But the creek, I don't know if it's a creek or river, really. But uh, there's constantly water there. It doesn't dry up. But um, there's a huge uh, homeless encampment upstream. And what do they do? They use the creek for their bathroom. And uh, in all in all ways, you can possibly use the bathroom, you know? Right. And so the water isn't really... It, it's, uh, I mean, you wouldn't know it if you just looked at it, but there's a fair amount of grime in there. Yeah. A lot of human waste and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, so she brought up, we, we had been talking about doing a polar, polar swim, polar, I don't know what you called it, but, uh, it's where you jump in, you know? in the cold water, the freezing cold water, and then get out. But uh, we're going to do that here in January. <laughs> it's the later this month in a couple weeks, I guess. And uh, I got a, a pool in the backyard, and um, I don't know that I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I don't know. It would be a fun experience, I suppose. I'm going to have the heat cranked in the house so that when I come back inside, it's coming back to a warm spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, stay cold. Right. Because my body does not like to regulate temperature. Right. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. There's just something about MS where <laughs> your your body just goes, look, Okay, I'm already doing enough. What what do you want from me? <laughs> I know, right? It's it's the slug employee that you would have fired a few years ago, but you can't fire this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though times we want to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so what that that really is basically what I do these days. And it seems to change well, I don't know, to some degree it changes from season to season where I'm always trying to stay busy, stay doing things, you know, stay active one way or another. But uh extreme heat or extreme cold for me, um puts a spin on things and I have to readjust 
on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Yes. What's up, dude? What's going on? All right. Let's get into a little Christ talk. Okay. So, verse uh, the verse I want to talk about, Romans 8.28. Yep. God works all things for, here's the kicker, his good. That's, that's, that's something that's, a, that's a, a word that people like to leave out. Yeah, my version of, of the Bible, it says all things work together for good. To those called to his purpose. So, it seems like a fine line. What uh, what's your take on it? I my my take is that that verse. It, what it's referring to is when like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like the the completion. Of something at at that time, that is where you're gonna see it come together. Like everything comes to a head, and at that head, it's every everything is is good. Like. At, at the end, I take my MS for example. Yeah, God could snap his his fingers hypothetically, and I, like you and I, we wouldn't have MS anymore. Right. But through trial, tribulation, all of that. God is not only teaching us things, but on that journey, when we come out triumphant, his glory is going to be that much more. Like, how... How how do you interpret that verse? Well, in my translation, it says all things work together for good to those who are called to his purpose. And um, and I I take that to mean. Well, it says it says all things. So no matter what um, your problem is, like. For me, YouTube, um, but like, well, for me personally, I have MS and it's, it's supposed to work together for good at the end of the day, me having MS, I don't see it, 
doesn't make sense to me, but my ways are not his ways. And with the idea that all things work together for good, um, to those who are called to his purpose, well, I think being called to his purpose, to me, that means um, me trying to live according to his ways, you know what I'm saying? Um, his wills and uh, what, what, what he says is good, what he says is not good. But if I live according to those, that mindset, if I keep trying to do good, then this MS that I've got is supposed to, uh, is, it's going to teach me more things about how to be a better person and um, how I can be more successful in my life. It's certainly the way he sees to be successful, but I think the idea is that in the end, I will see new ways to be successful. And I think that I will have redefined my um, vision of success. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So I think that he throws stuff at us or allows stuff to be thrown at us, right? Um, and um, it's up to us to do things according to his will. And, um, and in that, in those actions, the result is that We'll learn through those trials and tribulations of whatever it is we're going through. And um, gain a better understanding of the way things are, the way they could be, the way they should be. And uh, it'll better enable us. That will that understanding will better enable us to uh, do things more according to his will, things that make him happy and uh, give us more understanding of what we're doing, how it affects other people and other things uh, involved. More so, it, how it affects everything, big picture, more than just ourselves. We can see how it affects everyone around us as well. And I think at the end of the day, it... Um, I think it's good. It's uh, it leads to us being better people and uh, in understanding more of his will and more of his way and trying to do that more. And that will in turn, um, we can display that mindset slash behavior to other people. And other people will say, oh, that isn't bad. I wonder why they're doing that. Why, is, why, why do they always seem to do the good things? And then what comes out of them is, is saying, well, you know what? He, he's doing this, and I don't do that. Well, so maybe it's time for them to follow God too, you know? Yeah. Maybe they'll start to see, the, see Jesus as the answer. And... Um, we can be leaders in that sense or do a better job of it, you know, uh, 
better job setting an example, an example of God and uh, his will and um, more than our own and what's right and what's wrong, which has been um, pushed on us by the world, you know? Like some of these rap songs, <laughs> some of them are like, people are like, oh, that song is awesome. I love that song. And then you take a step back and you look at it, you're like, oh, man, they're rapping about this and that and that and this over there and, and doing these things and those things. And well, that isn't right. And that's more the way of the world. Right. Whether there's the rapping or singing, whatever it is, you know. Rap, yeah. rap was just the first thing that came to mind, but yeah, it's in. What what translation do you use? NKJV. Okay. Yeah, I use um CSB and ESV. What are those? Well, the it's I know CSB is Christian Standard Bible. Okay. And I think ESV is English Standard Version. Not a hundred percent percent sure. Well, if it if is it ESB or ESV? Yeah, E E S V. Oh, V. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, there are a lot of translations out there that, um, well, they seem to be, uh, well, they're all different. They have different names. But uh, in general, I think the big picture in them is uh, is about the same. And um, I think the only place you run into uh, uh, troubles with that is when you get someone preaching from, like, five different versions or translations of the Bible. And at that point, I think that, I don't know how to take that. It seems a little bit, um, I don't know, some of them about it's just not right, you know? Because if you take a bunch of versions of anything and you combine that group of versions, that group of translations you can almost say anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, tend to steer away from, um, I don't know, I guess churches or whatever that are using several different translations that um, if you read, this verse here and you read this verse there well they don't exactly mean the same thing or they don't come across the same way that's for sure but it seems like uh different pastors will um put their own spin on things by using 18 different translations you know what i'm saying yeah i like um a couple of my life groups, like we, we, um, analyze the different, like we, we just in 
like our group we have like five different versions different translations and then what we do is we we read it and then we look at the like ancient greek or hebrew words and it's like okay so what are they trying to convey and what i've what i've learned by studying different versions is they they all use different words but the point is always the same i think i think probably as long as you stay within that particular bible but i think that if you take verse from one one translation and you take different verses from different translations that you can manipulate them in a way that it comes out with a totally different story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I, I have my CSB in front of me and Romans eight twenty eight, it says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Yep. So it's like, there's, there, there, there's kind of a, there's a qualifier. It's like, yeah, all things work for good, but, only for those who love God and live life according to his to God's purpose right or you know we do the best that we can right yeah like in my study of the book of Isaiah it's like there's there's no way none that we can like show or look upon God but we we have Christ who we can look upon. So we can look, we can look at the, the son, but we can't look at the father. That's why, why it's like in um, Isaiah's vision and in John's vision, they both saw the same thing. They saw the seraphim. They have six wings. Two of them cover their eyes. Two wings cover, cover their feet. And they fly with two. Because they're, they're not holy enough to look upon God or 
like they're not clean enough to let their feet show. Okay. And I'm It's like I said, I may have bit off more than I can chew <laughs> with teaching a class on the Old Testament prophets, but uh, the the just the amount that I'm learning, like I I wouldn't change it. Yeah, no. Sometimes the the only way I think sometimes the only way to learn about something is to dive in. Yeah. And, uh, and when you do that, you learn to swim pretty quick or understand the verses, you know, you learn them a lot faster because, uh, well, probably because they're on your mind the whole time. You know what I mean? You read that one, and yeah. if you don't get it right off the bat, it's going to be on your mind constantly. Like, what the heck does that mean? And so you're thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And perhaps that's the only way you do learn a lot of times. Because I know that um, reading the Bible, it's easy to just, I don't know if I gloss over it is the right way to put it, but just you, oh, like if you're a, uh, trying to speed read it where you um well to me it's speed reading is you just uh hear the words in your head you know or you are you say them out loud or whatever but that's all you're doing you're not trying to understand the words and digest them you know you're more uh going through the motions to get from page one to page two kind of thing and uh I think that the more you repeat a verse to yourself over and over and over again, trying to understand it, that's entirely different than just reading the words to get that check in the box, so to speak. Well, you read them, great. But how much time did you take to understand what you read? You know what I mean? exactly yeah so i don't know i think that maybe uh when you start reading stuff you don't understand and you're thinking about it thinking about it, thinking about it i think that's better than just reading stuff that you just want to get the words through your head in your mind for that brief second that you're on that line and you move to the next line and kind of purge what you read just half a second before you know so you get that check in the box of reading that page or reading you know but, right yeah but it's important that you uh remember what you read because the ultimate goal is to understand what you read you know yeah like i've been in preparation, I've been studying Isaiah for a month. I'm through chapter six. I got 60 more chapters. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a big one. <laughs> just like, uh, 
Wow. Yeah. And it's it's just like I Isaiah there's 66 chapters in Isaiah. There's 66 books in the Bible. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah mirror the Old Testament. There's 39 books in the Old Testament. And then 40 through 66 mirror the New Testament. There's uh, 26 books in the New Testament. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, I, uh, I've made it through, like, numbers. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of humbling to understand that you may have read through all those chapters a billion times, but you're still not close. <laughs> you got a lot more to understand, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny and yeah. it's frustrating, but it's also enlightening to know what uh, you still have to learn, you know, when you learn that that thing that like I've read the new a million times and uh, I'm now right now I'm still making my way with, through the old, but uh, I read the new a million times. And every time I read it, it was like, I don't remember that at all from the first 18 times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when you read it and it, it clicks, you're like, Oh my gosh. I was just wasting my time, it seems like. I mean, that wasn't the goal, you know, but uh, I felt like I, I wasted some time just because how did I not pick up on that the first million times, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I've read that how many times and I'm just now getting that? Well, I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't time for me to get that that way. I don't know. But I just yeah. keep trying and uh, see what happens, you know, get yeah. excited when, like, and what happens happens, you know? Yeah. I've, I've read uh, the book of revelation seven times. I still, it hasn't clicked. I, I don't like, I've read it seven times. I took a, class at church simply on just the book of revelation yeah and still i'm i'm waiting <laughs> for the click yeah i'm not laughing at you believe me i'm laughing with you because man <laughs> i tell you what yeah sometimes some things it doesn't matter how many times you, you read them and i think i think i don't know but it seems to me like um, we don't get it because perhaps we, well, not perhaps, but we probably don't understand something else, you know, that would help us to better understand what we're reading now. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, we might read something 18 times. And uh, the reason we don't understand it, it's not because we're dumb. It's not because we aren't trying, but God isn't 
ready or okay we're not ready to understand that the way god intended it you know what i'm saying right yeah so i guess all we can do is keep trying and um when it's time it'll be obvious you know like the the millionth time i read that verse now i get it well now it's obvious because i didn't understand that one and that one and that one but to understand this verse, I need to understand those others. I didn't understand them until just now, you know? And right. now I can understand this one. So I guess, I don't know. But, uh, all things work together for good <laughs> to those who are called to his purpose, right? So yeah. reading the same thing over and over again, well, it's going to work together for good, I think. But only when he sees fit, only when he sees that we understand these other things that we need to understand first. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like he's the scales are not going to fall off of our eyes uh, until he deems so. Yeah. It's like, okay, now, now yeah. Now's a good time. You're getting it. And then it's like, oh! (laughs) Yeah. And it sheds light on the idea that there's more to it than you think there is. You know, it's not those 10 words. It might be a combination of those 10 words and like those 10 verses on top. You know, it takes all of them to get the picture across correctly. Yeah. It's like um I I heard the phrase um proof scripting which is when you just pick out a, a verse, just a random verse out of the Bible and you you use that to prove your point. And it's like okay, I I get that, but did you read the two verses prior or <laughs> yeah. because if you did what you're trying to prove with that verse those other verses disprove what you're trying to prove yeah yeah it's like context right so yeah, yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that at first. I'm like, you can't just go off of one verse for anything. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then you said more. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Now we're on the same page. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, you can't. Um, yeah, it, you can't just pick any verse and and come up with whatever, you know, you can, you can say, oh yeah, that's what that means. But like you said, reading the few verses before that, it'll tell you something entirely different. So you need to get the big picture down instead of uh, picking and choosing because that's what you're doing. That's not what he did. He gave us stuff in the order 
he deemed right. And until we get it down, you know, we can't make up our own order. It's not right. Like, we can't just pick it's, one verse and go with it. <laughs> we can't do that. That's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just... It's... I mean, the... The Bible is... It's truth. It's... It's our double-edged sword. Right. It's the the only offensive weapon in the armor of God. So Yeah, it's a Yeah, re- reading uh, it I think can get pretty frustrating, but when it comes down to it, the frustration can be taken away. The more you know, the more you read it, the more you understand, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's us. It's being frustrated. It's not God frustrating us. <laughs> he told us already. And he's given us ample opportunity to keep reading it over and over and over and to learn. But I think it, yeah. if we get frustrated with something, then it's our own fault or uh, and or he's just not ready for us to learn that that time, you know? Right. Or maybe I shouldn't say he's not ready. He hasn't decided that we're ready, that we know enough to adequately understand it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. It's humbling to to know that the Bible's there and you can't get it in one fell swoop. You can't read the entire thing and learn it all. You, it's just, you can't, you know? Let's talk about my old pastor. Right. He's, he's, uh, he's read, I don't know how many times he's read the whole thing. Enough. <laughs> or, or, okay. On one hand, you can say enough. On the other hand, you can say, yeah, still not enough. But he says, he goes, yeah, you know, I still read and I still learn new things. But he's a preacher and I know he's read the entire thing multiple times and uh, he's still learning. So I don't know that anyone could read it and understand everything they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah just just keep yeah. trying. That's the the uh, the goal, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's not really, you know, our understanding per se. It's God's understanding of his own words that he imparts on us. So, uh, again, it's none of it, none of it is us. It's all God. 
Yeah, I think that there's certain stuff in there that, well, not certain, like a couple things. I think there are a lot of things in there, but uh, if he's not ready for us to understand it, then we may not understand it. It may take to read it. Not because we can't read, not because we don't know English, but because perhaps it's our life experiences that haven't um, brought us to a point that those verses would make sense to us. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's humbling when you look at it that way. Yeah. Because most of the books that you read, well, you understand it and you get it. Maybe you pick up something new, but it'll be an inconsequential thing. Probably after you've read that book, but a book read by written by some, I don't know, human author. And uh, you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Big deal, you know. But you read the book a couple times and you're like, yeah, whatever. I understand that book. So what? Next. And, uh, but I don't know. I don't know that I'm ever going to get that way with the Bible. I'm I'm sure that I won't, but I hope I don't. I hope I don't come to the conclusion that I am, you know. (laughs) Right. I don't yeah. want to get get ahead of myself. Yeah. And you just like put it down one night. You're like, oh, I uh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. It's like that's that's the red flag that says no. You need to read it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anytime. You're like, you think you have a perfect understanding of a, a book in the Bible. That's, that, that should be a red flag. Right. That's, um, that's essentially God going, you don't know anything. <laughs> read, it. read that 18 more times and I'm still going to you don't know anything. <laughs> however well you think you know that one book how many things in that one book relate to or or uh involve other verses in other books you know it's one big one big pie so to speak you can't um make a pie with one ingredient and then say it tastes good because you haven't even tasted it. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, if you make a pie with only one ingredient, <laughs> you eat it. You're oh here, try this pie. It's like, um, bro, it's just dough. Yeah, but Believe me, that that will no, no, it won't. But yeah, just because you have a bunch of ingredients that taste good doesn't mean they taste good together. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Yep. So along with the flavor of that book, as many flavors are as in there, <laughs> there's more to it than just that. So more than more to yeah. like one ingredient with a pie, where the pie tastes like a pie. And then you still, I don't know about you, but I've had a like a million different kinds of like pecan pie. And uh and they just yeah, they're all pecan pie, but they taste totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I can say with a hundred percent certainty that I have never had a pecan pie because I'm allergic. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> how about chocolate pudding pie? How about apple pie? Oh, I've had enough of those that I've had some that I thought were that, crap and some that I thought were just freaking awesome. I wanted, I didn't have enough of it. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I just... I mean, you put a good apple pie in front of me, give me half an hour, it's gone. Right. Then I got to ask, how good was the pie if it took you half an hour to eat it? Thank you for listening to the MS Twins Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, you can email the show at themstwins at gmail.com.